After 15 months of brainstorming and gathering feedback from the public, the Defense Innovation Board has a better understanding, it says, of both the promises and threats of artificial intelligence. It identified the thorniest problems that artificial intelligence could cause. Chief among the board's concerns is how to build a reliable off switch into every AI system so it can't run amok. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with the latest. And, Jory, why don't we start with the Defense Innovation Board? We hear about it a lot, but who exactly is on it and what does it do? The board is a panel of experts from the private sector in a lot of different locations. They have members from Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and a number of the more well-recognized universities like MIT, the California Institute of Technology, uh, things of that nature. They have astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. So some preeminent minds on some of these emerging tech problems and trying to find solutions for them. And they have looked at things from an outsider perspective on topics like defense acquisition, as well as zero trust, identity management, things of that nature. But right now they they were nailing down their final recommendations on AI ethics and at this point, they're now handing those over to Defense Secretary Mark Esper to say that this is now in your court. Here's our recommendations, but it's your job now to implement as many of these as you see fit. And when you heard all of this, the board said there were some core values behind ethical AI use in the military setting. What were those? Right. So they, this board, they've gone out, they've had listening sessions, they've tried to hear these concerns that the public has about what the top issues are when they think of AI and ethics. And when they started out, they had about 25 different potential principles that they they had when they began with this project. And they've narrowed those down to five. And they are often a lot of the things you hear when you talk about AI in civilian government. NIST has looked at a lot of these things as well. But hearing these from a defense context, there are different considerations to make. The, the, the first principle they have is responsibility. It's the idea that human operators should exercise appropriate levels of judgment over AI. So in a battlefield situation, it's always a human operator who is the final say on these matters that you're not going to see a robot with a gun or anything you see in the movies. At least not this year. Okay. And what are the other four? So you have equitability. It's the idea that DOD takes deliberate steps to avoid unintended bias. So for DOD personnel, making sure that the AI is doing things that they are, at the end of the day, on the side of the troops that are in charge of these things. Number three is traceability. It's this idea that DOD should be able to have systems that are transparent and auditable. The idea that they can pop the hood and see how the AI system arrived at an answer. Number four is reliability. It's the idea that AI is tested and is very accurate in the things that it's looking to do. Uh, number five is governability, and it's the idea that human operators can deactivate AI systems in situations where, as we said at the top of this conversation, run amok. Sure. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, and they had some concerns about AI, as you point out. They were worried it could get out of their grasp. Isn't there a new Terminator movie out, and nobody can control this thing, and no matter how many times they blow it to pieces, it sort of reforms again and goes back and hits the starlet. Anyhow, what about the concerns? That's always the concern is the movie examples, Skynet, things like that. But that is a consideration for the board, this idea that as one member, Danny Hillis, he's a co-founder for Applied Invention, and he builds AI systems, and he says that when he tests those, that they have very tricky ways of working around. He says, you know, here's the outcome I'd like you to reach. 
and they go around in ways that are not the ways that you and I would think of how to approach problems. And it's those unintended consequences that they really try to pin down here on this board conversation that kept on coming back to this idea of avoiding unintended harm and disruption, which in a DOD context is very tricky because, as board members pointed out, DOD is in the business of harm and disruption at times and making sure that they are not going beyond what was intended. Michael McQuaid, he is Carnegie Mellon's vice president for research, and he was really the the lead on this AI ethics research. And he said that the board's recommendations essentially come down to having AI systems have this clear off switch. The concern here is what happens if a system not fails to function. We deploy systems all the time that potentially can fail for a reason. The issue that we're bringing to light here is what happens if a system in the field begins to demonstrate behavior that was not the intended behavior. And we believe that it's important to recognize that a principle should allow us to be able to disengage and deactivate that behavior. And it's worth pointing out that DOD does deal with these problems before, well before AI, and in pretty low-tech ways. They will fire missiles, and they'll have a pretty high reliability of where that's going to hit, but sometimes that doesn't work out. Well, sure, the issue is very tiny variations in the beginning can grow to be big variations in terms of volume as you go forward. If a ship is a minute off, maybe the bow is inches from where it should be, but if you go 1,000 miles that minute translates into hundreds of miles off course. It's really an issue of scope as well. It's the issue of what the AI is in charge of doing. And so we heard from Milo Medine. He's Google's vice president for wireless services. And he kind of nailed down the scope issue and said that there's not really a, a parallel when you get into this, this tech world. I think it becomes much more complicated when you go into a domain like cyber where you don't have the ability to sort of limit scope in the same way that we do in the physical world, and where you may have interlinked systems which may end up having consequences that are not as easily understood. I think in the cyber domain it is where the department will face more of these sort of complex questions. The board heard all of these concerns, and what do they recommend DOD do now? Because DOD does have an artificial intelligence project going on a pretty mass scale at this point. Right. They have their joint AI center, the Jake. This board did come up with some clear deliverables for DOD to consider doing. Uh, One of those is setting up an AI steering committee. This would be chaired by the deputy defense secretary, and they would be in charge of overseeing AI expertise, making sure that the DOD has the right personnel to oversee this kind of technology. And then, since we mentioned the Jake, having them hold an annual conference on AI safety, security, robustness, things of that nature, just to stay on top of this rapidly changing technology. McQuaid said that DOD will need to keep up on these ethics issues as the technology evolves. We endeavored to create a set of recommended principles that are not just for today and that they should disappear tomorrow. I would not use, however, the word timeless. It is an evolving field. It has been a very important exercise to engage the broad community, and we believe that the department should continue in its convening and discussing and engaging with the public, both inside the department and outside, to continue to understand how the field and how the ethical issues surrounding the field continue to evolve. And that's Michael McQuaid, Carnegie Mellon University's vice president for research. And so now they just have to go and make sure these principles get baked into AI systems that they develop. And these will mostly be developed by contractors, I think it's safe to say. Would you you agree, Jory? 
I think there is no question from the board that it is ultimately the private sector that is leading the technology side of things, setting the standards, and really advancing this technology more so than the government. All right. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. <laughs> 